0: It didn't listen to me. It walked out of the thicket. It turned around and looked at me. They
1: looked up, and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of the
0: tree and started running away. And suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages to stop skidding because at that point, you know, um, and for And literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there because they don't know where to go. And you tell them they're panicking, you know, they're like the roof their, their face is like twitching.
1: Back to bigfoot society a podcast where we focus on cryptids the strange and the unexplained of this world if you've got a story or something weird to share send an email over to me at bigfootsociety@gmail.com. at gmail.com. and if you'd like to support this show head on over to patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society and now on with the show All right, Bigfoot Society, got the uh, privilege of talking to a new friend tonight, Mr. Ken Metzger from the Montana Bigfoot International Research Group. How's it going, Ken?
0: It's going real good. Like I was telling you, we're gearing up for this year's field research trips in Montana, possibly Colorado, Oregon, and Idaho again.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, So a few uh, quick words about Ken. Uh, he is a uh, Bigfoot researcher out there in Montana, and uh, he, he's got some really interesting stories. Ken, is there anything else that our listeners would need to know about you uh, to kind of set the stage before we start chatting?
0: Well, I've, I've had, I've come to believe now, encounters with Bigfoot when I was young in the mountains, when I used to take off and go camping, things I'd see structures uh something large walking away bipedal so i've been around it for a long time Hmm. and i really didn't get into it until my first sighting in 1978. i have to know what i saw yeah especially when you know it's not a bear it's just it's it has intrigued me it's become a quest wow for me
1: so to clarify, it, it sounds like you, so did you have a sighting and that puts you on your, your quest yeah. to, f- yeah. to figure out what was going? So it wasn't like you were watching TV and you're no, like, this it looks was like actually, fun. Right. You had a sighting.
0: Yeah. It was in 1978. I had hiked into an Alpine lake out of Bortia, Montana, uh, Crystal Lake. And I spent the day fishing. Well, coming out, I had seen bear scat and everything. So you become cautious, especially when you're carrying trout. Uh. And I could hear a log being torn apart off this old logging road. So I stopped, dropped, put the creel on my shoulders. I could drop it if I had to. What walked up on the road was not a bear, it was walking upright. And it was, I'd estimate, between seven and a half to eight and a half foot tall. Um, It was covered in short black hair, long muscular arms, a barrel chest. The legs were muscular. The hands appeared to have no hair on them, as did the feet. The face, how do you say, the head was rounded with small ears, and when it turned its head, you could see it's prudent eyebrows. The nose was somewhat flat. The mouth was a little bit open, and you could see the bottom two dog teeth. Wow. They looked at me, and they went up a steep bank. In two steps, it was up a real steep bank. Really? And then started paralleling the road, of course. I figured it was time to get out of there which I did, and then I stopped, and I built a little rock thing. And I've always been taught, you go out, you always return something. So I dropped some trout by it, and I mm. left. Now, you're talk- this is a seven-and-a-half-mile hike in and out, so you're talking 15 miles round trip. And I was the only one in there, and there's been reports of that area a lot. Sightings up in that area in the Hoggin De area, tree knocks, visuals. I'd have them knock on the side of the house when I lived up there,
1: really all of
0: the night. Yeah, you hear real quick raps. So we knew they were out there. You could smell them cutting fire. Would you take a break? Also, you hear real sharp tree knocks, and it wasn't the wind knocking trees. I, I, get in the, the mountains too much to be, able, you know, to know that. Wow.
1: And so, uh, yeah, I had no idea Montana was so squatchy. To be honest, this is incredible.
0: Well, we have—I got reports from the Missouri Breaks, Cut Bank, Sidney, uh, the Big Hole, the Bear Tooth, the Bob Marshall, the Pintler-Selway area, Bigfoot sightings, and there's not many groups in Montana that's going out there. Because there's no guarantee we're going to find anything. Sure. But there's always that chance. There's always that chance that having a account of giving example. That video I had you watch,
1: uh-huh.
0: we didn't know we had captured that juvenile. And that's been verified as an unknown bipedal creature. It's not a bear or a human. Just prior to that, something large was smelling the window of the mortar home where the wife was sleeping. She woke up, she didn't wake me up. She got up, went out in the dining room site because the blinds were up. She went and laid back down. She didn't wake me up, but she got up and I got up and asked what was wrong. She told me, she said, she heard it walk away, heavy footsteps. So the next morning I went out and measured from the flat of the ground to where she pointed on the window was nine and a half feet. Really? Which put a creature 10 foot or better at the same time that small one at six foot was standing by the Jeep.
1: It's a really interesting video cuz it's like you you can see just enough of it to yeah. raise questions. That's the crazy part. And if you want listeners if you want to check out this video you just go to the com, Yeah. And it is on there for you to view. Uh, but I'll definitely have that link in the show notes as well. But uh it's a very it's a I've watched it more than a few times <laughs> myself and I'm like, "Man, I don't know." Now, I, little, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, a little bit of the history of that area. Jeff, which is a co-founder, he's the one that actually got me to open up the Montana Bigfoot International Research Group because of his curiosity. And now my primary re- online researcher is out of Malaysia. He worked for oh, the wow. Canadian Forest Service. So he sends me what he finds, and we post it on our Facebook site. And... um they're up there. What caught Jeff's eye was the footprints in the snow that just wandered off on a main game trail. And then his son was down by where we normally have our base camp, playing with the dog, and also in a big rock was thrown into the water, and something bipedal walked away. And every time we go up there, something happens. So I continue going to the area because there is activity you'll hear. It sounds like a screech owl, but it's not a screech owl. Okay. Um. You'll hear coyotes, but they're not coyotes. You'll hear funny bird sounds. So these are the areas we return to because eventually we're going to get that little thing on video cam. I put oh, out, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I put out, I'll have 10 trail cams put out. Generally, I have oh, wow. two around the camp. We're deploying two drones this year, a large one and a small one. See what we can catch from the air.
1: What kind of, uh, what kind of drones are you guys using? They're
0: Vendatar drones. They're only good for the day at okay. nighttime. My night vision binoculars are, I can record It has SIM cards. I can record through them but not at a distance. And I'll give an example in a minute on that. My hmm. video cam, which has voice recording, it records at night too. But you're only limited by distance. Example, I was over in St. Mary's and I have two photographs of something avoiding something black, it looks like your shoulder, avoiding the trail cam. My trail cam are set anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half foot off the ground. Hmm. So it's not a bear. I mean, I've gotten deer, elk, moose, wolves on the trail cams already. Um, The night we went out with my stepson, uh, and I had what appeared to be a juvenile looking at us through the trees. Wow. And I tried to get a recording when I dropped the binoculars and put them back up, it was gone. A little later, I was scanning a tree line and there was a large one standing there watching us.
1: Oh wow. Well. Yeah. So,
0: Just after that, me and Josh was standing there and a big log came flying between the two of us from behind.
1: Oh hold oh, hold on, hold on, hold on cat. Okay, here we go. So <laughs> you guys are watching the tree line for the squatch, uh-huh. and all of a sudden a huge log gets thrown at you.
0: Yeah, coming from behind us, so there's more than one there. Oh,
1: Dude, they were sneaky. They snuck up
0: behind you, and they were uh-huh. going to
1: take you out from behind.
0: Yeah, so we decided it was pretty prudent to leave. Wow. To go back <laughs> Get to the motorhome in the house. Yeah. But I did a, the call, the woo-woo call. Okay. And I got coyotes in response, but weren't coyotes.
1: Mm. Wow. Have you gotten interesting uh, audio on uh, uh, recorded f- when you're you're out there? Are You always recording audio, or
0: yes, I have yeah. a, I also have a sonic listening device, which these headphones go to. Oh sure. So I can pick up anything in the distance. Oh wow. And it does record, and then I put it in on cassette, which then I transferred over to a flash drive. It's what I was looking for today. I probably have twenty-one recordings of different sounds I've actually recorded myself. Uh, so when I do get those out, I'll send them to you.
1: Yeah, like thank buy. you. That'd be
0: awesome. Yeah. And like I said, they're here. Um Phillipsburg drumaders, cattle country. During the calving season, calves come up missing. It's not wolves taking it. They actually footprints away.
1: Whoa, really? So your your I would guess uh ranchers are finding these footprints. Yeah. And they're like large they're pretty much Bigfoot type footprints, you're, you're saying
0: considered eighteen to twenty two inches.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I consider that. Yeah. I yeah. I could consider that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And well of, it's easy food source for
0: them. Yeah, it is. Um even during uh ponding season for deer, cabin season for elk and moose, I'm sure Bigfoot takes the babies. Uh-huh. I mean, this is an animal that's capable of killing a, you know, a deer, an elk. Um, wow! In the history of it, in eighteen fifty-one in Arkansas, two guys watched a Bigfoot chasing cattle, uh. trying to grab it, and eighteen forty-six actually found twenty-two-inch tracks. In the snow, that's in Arkansas. Wow. And then, but part of doing research for Bigfoot, you've got to find when the first are kind of recordings, not in say, we're like we talk about the Native American, because it's there in pictographs and in the legends. If sure. you talk to the Pawnees in the Southwest, the war they had with them, the natives up on the West Coast, the war they had with Bigfoot, and where those finally atrophies were growing. What you want to do, go back. Now, the earliest account I've been able to find is 986 A.D., and that's Leif Erikson in Newfoundland.
1: Oh, sure, yeah. And
0: he describes large, hairy, smelly creatures that were very aggressive. And then in 1793, Santiago I can't say his pronunciation name, he sure. was commissioned by the Spanish king to explore the West Coast of South America and North America. He wrote in his journals of large bipedal creatures. Wow. When Lewis and Clark was headed through the exploring the Louisiana Purchase, they were warned by the Mad Dance, the Shoshone, the Blackfoot about large bipedal hairy men in the mountains that like to steal horses and eat them. And it's in that journal somewhere, and I've been trying to find it. I had the passages at one time. So you know there's a history of it. And it's something we can't ignore.
1: Hmm.
0: They've been around a lot longer than we have. And whether they come across a land bridge or they're related to giant Pythagoras, we don't know. Sure, yeah. Now, any DNA they've done on the East Coast, Expedition Bigfoot, did DNA on samples, It come back as an unknown prank, uh, chimpanzee.
1: Right down in uh, Kentucky, was it Kentucky?
0: Yes. Now, yeah. on the West Coast, there the DNA come back as a species of orangutan. Mm. Now, an expedition into Tibet and in a real high alpine lake nobody goes into, they did eDNA, and it come back as 98% human. Now, what we have to understand, there's only 2 to 3% difference in our DNA between us and the giant primates the gorillas the chimpanzees and the orangutans
1: interesting
0: you know there's a lot out there and you're gonna hear hear say you know people want the attention and my standing policy for my group now we I don't want the attention I want answers
1: absolutely absolutely
0: what we learn helps you the people come to understand because the scientists ain't gonna tell us the government sure ain't going to tell us, so it's up to us individual ones out there willing to take the time
1: and to, to make the connections with the other groups, and hopefully your research helps out other people, and their yeah. research helps out yours, and just hopefully people keep connecting and play nice, so that can happen. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Spring is pretty much confirmed i've got one research group in colorado that's coming i've got the oh. sasquatch highway out of oregon bruce he's coming and then in the fall i return to that area twice a year in the spring and in the fall i've got another group coming out of texas to do it and we'll be there for two weeks
1: coming to the your research area uh-huh. oh wow yeah. That so is really we're unknown, but
0: we're also the ones out there doing it. We don't talk much mm. about it. I will post um, on the domain or on my Facebook site some of the stuff. You know, we do come across.
1: Yeah. I, I'm curious. Uh, you, well, first, the first thing I want to know more about is in the name itself, uh, International Research Group. So obviously you guys are researching on Montana, but what is it that makes it uh, an international thing?
0: We have mem- oh, I get reports from Wales, Germany, Scotland, the Philippines, Malaysia, Borneo, Thailand, Australia. It's like, Kenny, they have to be international, because I have members wow. from all over the world. We actually have um, 23 countries, members in 23 countries. Fascinating. Hmm. And it's like I said, the one from um let's see doo, 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 doo. in the encounters, the um uh, cliff eagle speaker, something from Blackfoot Indian Reservation, talked about what him and his girlfriend saw, a bipedal creature walking. Hmm. And then you go beyond that, and this is all on there. Um, The one in Wales, it was July 18, 2021, a guy was digging a ditch, and he looked up and saw a large bipedal creature walking towards him. And when it saw him, it took off. Wow. And then the reports out of Malaysia and Borneo of the Pindeka, which is what they call the Bigfoot down there, it's a smaller one, and it's more oranges in color. So we do get these reports. Like I was telling you, I don't know when I'll get a message with somebody else. This is what we've seen, and then what I do is I immediately go online and I start researching. Let's say Wales. How many sightings have been in Wales? You'll be surprised how many in really? Scotland, how many in England. You always do a follow-up to make sure you're not getting, you know, yes. And uh-huh. everything I'm finding is is back in what they're telling us. Wow! You know.
1: In the research area that the uh, Montana group has, are you all focusing on getting a certain type of evidence, or um, is it pretty much whatever you can find? So, is it more footprints or audio? Or video, or are you just kind of throwing everything at it?
0: Um, this year, we're going to concentrate on footprints, looking for hair samples. Um, those that go into actually in the field, I want them collecting small, empty bird nests. Birds will use hair to line their nests, they use like hair off of a horses. Oh, thing. yeah. So, any hair, and I do have a microscope, I can look to see if I've got the written app that I can send into a lab. We want to get actually better vocalizations. Yeah, and catch something on video. where we have the definite proof. And this takes time. It's not something that I don't think people realize just how intense field research is. Absolutely. Because we have two groups during the day, and I try to narrow to one group at night. <laughs> Because somebody gets lost, it's a whole lot harder to find them that night than during the day, especially right. in Montana, because this is rugged, rough country. I and mean
1: that—that's the thing. Because, and it's not just Bigfoot. You have to be—I mean, you have extremely large predators besides Bigfoot up there as well, right?
0: Yes, we have wolves. We have mountain lions. We have black bears. We have grizzlies.
1: Oh, grizzlies! Wow.
0: Yeah, and these are the big ones. These are big humpback grizzlies, and they're not friendly. So, you know, know, we have to be aware at all times, just not Bigfoot, the apex predators in the area. Coyotes, I don't worry about. Bobcats or lynx, we do have those.
1: Sure.
0: But it's the big, the primary ones, the mountain lions, your wolves, the bears, and possibly Bigfoot do they take humans unknown question
1: Hmm. wow have there um is there a, a history of uh, bigfoot sightings in montana that you're aware of i know you you've looked into different um uh history reports in different parts of the us but have you found any uh how far things go back in uh, montana itself
0: Oh, the earliest report it will be from Lewis and Clark. Oh, okay. Written down. Gotcha. Oh, the native, the Blackfeet and the Blackfoot in their legend goes, they were, according to them, they were already here. Wow. And mm-hmm. the Sioux talk about them. Then get farther south into the southwest, the Pawnee, your Navajo, the Zuni, all have a history. They actually have a dance it's a Bigfoot dance.
1: It's not the oh, bear really? dance. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is cool. That is cool.
0: So when Whoa. you're doing research, this is the whole thing is you've got to look at everything. You've right. got to have an open mind. You can't be a skeptic and say, oh, that didn't happen. We used to keep on coming across the same thing over and over, but from different sources. There's something, there's a basis there you've got to find out. Or why. You know the old saying what, where, when and why? Right. Those are what you're trying to answer.
1: Do you feel like you have adequate evidence to prove its existence in Montana, or are you still reaching for for a better piece, hopefully next year?
0: I think we do I do, but I want that conclusive piece. You know, it's, it's better be safe than sorry, as they say. And that's why, you know, it's just not there to go because I'm now, now by myself and I have, the big, I have a big mortar on my Class A and I tow my Jeep behind. I can go out okay. and spend weeks. As long as I got propane and water, I can be out there doing field research. And it's just a matter of being there at the right time
1: mm yeah.
0: And the one area that's unusual things happen is the Tooth Range. People come up missing there, and they don't know why.
1: Are you talking about, like, missing 411 stuff?
0: Yeah. They, they really? know there's an aggressive Bigfoot in those mountains that are actually killing people.
1: Wow. So how how is it that you so – have you heard reports or there's been yes. things seen that you know it's an aggressive Bigfoot?
0: Somebody's missing, they find them, and it looked like the gut, the person's gone through a meat tenderizer. So all the bones are crushed.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, necks broken. Oh wow. Skulls crushed in ribs are crushed, legs are broken, some have been found wrapped around a tree.
1: Wow, wrapped around a tree. That's yeah. extremely intense.
0: I don't know if you read heard on that the drug dealers. The sheriff knew about they were going to do a bust. They are in your group? No, this is someone else. And uh,
1: oh, this is a different
0: because uh, yeah, I saw 9- another 9- story
1: in your group that was is, incredible. Yeah. But go on with yours.
0: <laughs> the nine one one call they received, they could hear gunfire, and they kept the people were saying El Monsterio, El Monsterio. Well, of course the cops are gonna respond. When they got there, it was all quiet. They found all this ammo had been shot. They found mm-hmm. the bodies. Just tore wow. apart. The backside of the trailer was completely ripped open. And this <sighs> little girl come out and all she would say, El Monsterio, El Monsterio. Oh,
1: the so, monster, right?
0: Yeah. You, know, <sighs> you know, eight canyons, another one, those gold prospectors. Why did oh, they attack them? But if you listen to what they said, they shot at Bigfoot, killing one and wounding one. Mm. Bigfoot re- reprisal was they were going to get those guys.
1: Now your the report you referred to in Bear Tooth, um, is is that kind of behavior? So I'm guessing that kind of behavior isn't anything you would see from a uh, a grizzly, is it? Almost no. more no. aggressive than you would see it's from more a bear. Aggressive. Really?
0: Yeah, it's more aggressive. Aggressively, if he takes you, he's either going to eat you or a bear you. Okay,
1: like you're not going
0: to be there anymore right. at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And these are different. These are different. And that's more reported attacks in the bear tooth by something unknown. And it's bears are ruled out. Mountain lions are ruled out.
1: How far back to these, uh, missing reports, uh, go for Beartooth
0: 1938. Really? Yeah.
1: And it's been happening all along.
0: It's been happening all along. Oh man. Wow. You know, the and Bob Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. People have never been in the Bob Marshall. The only way in there is by horseback or foot. I used to work for the outfitters as a camp cook during hunting season. Okay. What I saw that day was not a, a bear. What did you see? I'm sitting there watching the slide just across the stream, and I watched a group of elk, herd of elks come out. They looked at cows. They turned around and took off back the way they had come. What walked out on that trail wasn't a bear. It was walking upright. Black. After you crossed the clearing of the slide, there was two real loud tree knocks wow and that night when the federal game warning because i'd asked the outfitter about it and the outfitter told the game warden well ken saw the big guy and the guy the game warden started laughing
1: ken saw the big guy that's what <laughs> yeah. they said yeah oh man then and after the that it's it's all bets are off you must have been like it's on
0: yeah it's on now that makes me yeah yeah, you know, like I was saying, it's just not the only kind of give another example of why I I know I've been around them. I used to run a winter trap line for beaver and coyotes and that up a place off of the Blackfoot. Back yeah. then they were logging, so they had the road plot on had an area that I'd set my base camp up and then I'd snowshoe and never used to snowmobile. I had Alaska Trails modified. Sure. So I'd make my coyote sets and I always used bears, quick kills. I don't believe in animal suffering. Mm. I had to left to get supplies and come back. Then I would start around my line, probably about a mile from the camp. One of the cubbies was tore up. There was a coyote hidden trap, but no body. Really? Yeah, but you could see tracks leading away, way, but it was covered with snow. <sighs> so I continued to where I'd spend the night Then my next day, I'd come back along Gold Creek itself on my beaver sets. There were beaver traps totally destroyed, pulled out of the water. So something took the the beaver. Yeah. And there again, tracks. And you're talking tracks 16, 17, 18 inches that were covered in snow. You can definitely tell. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. So... Did you get scared? I think you do, but you become more cautious and alert to your surrounding area. Oh, sure. Um, I have a standing policy when any of my kids go with me: listen to the forest, the woods, the mountains. They're going to tell yeah. you a story. All right. And most people don't listen. Understand this: like pine squirrels, if they sound off in the distance, they have an alarm. Pay attention. Because okay. if they start sounding off as they're coming towards you, that means something's coming towards you. And I've had bears. I've seen bears. Actually, the squirrels are just ahead of the bears. Oh, really? So, wow. Is that an indicator? Yes. Yeah. Man.
1: I was going to ask you earlier, um, those... The uh, missing people reports in Beartooth, have you – are those things you've just researched yourself or did you find those – were those in like a certain area gathered together?
0: Well, I knew one of the deputy sheriffs down in that area. I won't say his name. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) So you got the inside. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to say to protect him, he knew Uh I'm into the Bigfoot stuff. And he, he got to talking to me. They get at least two, three reports a year, people missing. Some they never find.
1: Wow. Oh, wow. And so when they hear stuff, they're coming to you.
0: Yeah, I'll get a phone call. Say again, hey, another guy's missing. Now, Chief Joseph, which is the pass out of the bitter in Idaho, you swing over there into the big hole. And anybody that knows about the big hole, that's where the Nets first had really their first contact with a Calvary when Chief Joseph was escaping from uh, Idaho. Um, they have a sightings of a bipedal creature quite often around that campground. Really? And it's not a bear. So that's on my list this year to actually go in and set up a camp, my mortar home and everything, and spend some time. Put mm-hmm. out trail cams and try some... Things. Mm. And that oh, that'll make local news when yeah. that happens. Yeah. Oh man. People that's, in Montana are awesome. real reserved about talking with the experience. Okay, unabomber Lincoln, Montana, where the unabomber was Tradinsky was found.
1: Ted Kissins. Oh man, this this episode's gonna raise some red <laughs> flags and algorithms. Let's party.
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway. When the FBI was staked out the cabin, they watched a mountain lion kill a deer. Ain't no way they're going to get out of that. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. They talked
0: to them. There's no way they're going to get out of that car. But (sighs) there has been reports of the locals, and that's the thing about people in Montana, they're so close-mouthed. Now, I do have a member that's going to meet me sometime this summer up at Lincoln to show me some of these areas. Okay. Which I'm always happy to go to. I got all the time in the world until yep. winter shuts me out. There you go. So, oh, man. It's an adventure. I look at it as an adventure, but it's an adventure for knowledge, for understanding.
1: What would it take for <laughs> your for your quest
0: to be done? To finally verify what I saw was not a bear.
1: Okay.
0: I'm not gonna say like guys joke around, have a sit down with me and have a beer. Right. But no, to be able to say yes, it wasn't a bear. It was definitely a bipedal creature.
1: Will it take uh, what kind of what kind of evidence would that take?
0: If I can find a uh, thesis where I can get DNA footprints, we take okay. DNA, take a ground a uh, dirt. Yeah. which I have all the I have all the equipment to do it. It's just finding the stuff to do it. Sure. Um, I'm going to try to get fingerprints this year. And I'll use a I'm going to use a large beer can, open the beer, set out at night. If it's on the ground, I have the dusting powder for fingerprints. Okay. Um, it's finally to prove just not to myself. To others that, hey, these do exist. This is another thing our government's covering up.
1: Uh,
0: You know, there's so many theories about Bigfoot. I have my own. And I'm sure it's going to conflict with others. But over the years, you develop a theory. What is it? You know, I studied the human evolution. Hmm. And you're surprised. The primates did not evolve like humans, but yet they did evolve. Yes, Bigfoot an evolutionary takeoff for the primates, a larger giant pithycus, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees. Gotcha. If they're getting DNA and stuff that comes back as unknown primate, then there's something there. Right. And the other thing is to find a lab that won't shoot their mouth off to the government.
1: Well, I mean, it's like who who can you trust that your your evidence is going to magically end up missing and never get returned to you like so often is the case, right?
0: Well, I did. I sent in some DNA samples, some eDNA, oh, and I've never heard a word. Really? And that was two years ago. <sighs> wow. So what did what what's the results?
1: It either means you found something or there's a lot yeah. of uh, people in the labs that are not uh, so organized. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be smoking <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, you're fine.
1: You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> what if you had to put a pin down on yeah. a map of Montana for the squatchiest hysteria? what would you think?
0: For the hysteria?
1: Or the sorry, the squatchiest area
0: that. I think where I'm going again this year is okay. I keep because something always happens there, and that's the key is now it's being there at the right time, having mm-hmm. enough people out there, out in the field. We're actually going to be putting out a satellite camp.
1: A satellite cam. Yeah. Really. Tell me uh-huh. about that. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, the one a group from Washington. I'll be taking them into an area. is about a mile, maybe or or maybe only half a mile from an Alpine Lake. I've come across tree structures in that. Mm. So I'm gonna jeep in, and tent, sleeping bags, cooking gear, everything, and they're gonna spend a few nights in there. Now they will be in contact with the base camp through the CVs. Both the mortar home and the jeep has CVs and they will have affordable. Those in the field have two-way radios. One's in the base camp, and the, the guys have I can hear what's going on if they're sure. talking between each other. So I'm curious, is Bigfoot moving from the lakes through that draw up into the bar marshal over the top into the bar marshal? It's just one range on one side and the Mission Mountains on the other side. Wow. It's a big area. It's a big area.
1: How many hours do you think you've uh, you've put in over the years for Bigfoot research? If you had to round (laughs) round it up.
0: (laughs) Thousand twelve hundred hours.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That is
0: amazing. And a lot of times, yeah, go ahead. um, I'm limited because of my health, my heart. Oh, sure. I can't get out there like I used to when I was a kid. Okay. If I didn't have a bad heart, I'd be the one out there in a satellite camp. Okay. By myself. Mm. Yeah. But now I have others that do it and it's hard to get people to come. They don't realize it's important. I have the people there. That follow the rules. We do have rules for field research, and we're real strict. You follow these rules. Otherwise, you are removed. Sure. That's That's good. And that, because you get hurt out there, the closest hospital is 45 miles away.
1: Oh, my goodness. That's
0: game over, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no place to bring a helicopter in there oh really
1: you so you can't even like Medvac no. anyone anyone like it's it's no. really you're done yeah
0: well we had a wow. scene in the bob marshall with the hunters if your buddy dies lame over a log it's easier to put him on a horse a pack horse than Whoa. if he's flat
1: oh my goodness wow and there's that, truth that'll to make it. a person pay attention
0: uh-huh yeah uh we request that nobody goes armed but myself and the head of the teams that I send out, sure. So if somebody doesn't get gun happy, and I don't like anybody really be carrying a weapon. At yeah. night I understand, but during the day, I think Bigfoot can sense it.
1: I agree with you. Uh, from from what I've heard talking to people, I would agree with you on that yeah. for sure. It's it's weird. It's. You always hear stories about how they can sense certain things, or yeah. you know can they sense i r on like game cams, stuff like that. It's just really really interesting stuff.' really not sure what this creature can and can do. It's pretty intense for sure,
0: yeah, see, we changed our flashlights. We don't use white, okay. We use a high density blacklight flashlight,
1: oh, interesting.
0: Oh, um, my! have shown normally deer and that will have eye shine under these. There's no eye shine. Okay. You can see them. And there is no eye shine. Gotcha. So does Bigfoot see that color spectrum? We don't know.
1: Yeah. Over the years, you know, all those hours that you're out there, have there Have you ever noticed anything else weird or strange that you're like it was Bigfoot, but I'm really not sure what's going on here.
0: You mean trees driven upside down in the ground?
1: Okay, that's cool. Yeah.
0: You've you've run into that? Yes. Really? Yeah. You don't find those very often. You're more up north, but you do every once in a while here. You'll find X's in a different configuration. Um, blinds during uh, water holes, along game trails of streams, Um, all sorts of weird things. I've run across fish traps in places where there ain't no humans, and I see those. In the spring, the rainbow trout and the silver salmon spawn. Mm. In the fall, the kokanee salmon in that spawn, the brown Mm. trout, the brookies. So those streams have got uh, trout in them, fish which is a food source that there is like and I think Bigfoot does too. These fish uh, traps are primitive. And that, and but they're they work. Expedition Bigfoot, they come across it in Washington. Didn't know what it was. So I was telling the wife, I've already been talking about this. You know, we don't, what does Bigfoot eat? Is it a carrion eater? Mm -hmm. We know it'll kill. What kind of, uh, if you look at the edible things, if you look at, like in Montana, baby fern, cattail, young cattail, um, huckleberries, raspberries, I'm sure they raid farmer's fields. There's a lot to eat out there. Then you look at them, taking deer, taking elk, even a moose, and they will kill a bear. So, cubs—if it comes across the cub, that's food for the Bigfoot.
1: So, let's focus. So, you're saying they will kill kill a bear? Yes. How how do you know that? I, like I'm just I'm genuinely curious how how you know.
0: How can you come across a bear with a broken neck? And there's no gunshot wound, and there's nothing around. Okay. So something a smell in the air smells like something dead, and rotten, and moldy.
1: Wow. Is that something you've come upon yourself, or a couple of times? Couple of really? Times. Yeah. You've you found a bear that has a snap neck. Yeah. Totally dead, and now is yeah. this like full size adult or? Or what size is?
0: was a really full size of the other one was a cub. The cub had a uh, one hind quarter missing. They've been torn off. And anybody's doubting me. I'll take a polygraph to any of this stuff. Cause I'm serious about, you know, what I see. I've not talked about it until recently of what I've experienced out there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm you know just really taken aback by that i mean that's that's incredible because i'm thinking another bear probably couldn't it, i'm I'm trying to think of creatures that could like break or you said like you know break the neck of a bit like that's that's an intense ken
0: i know I, I hunt bear yeah i know how thick their necks are
1: yeah that make me – that I would be thinking for a while on that, man. It's like there's only a few th- – I really can't think of anything yeah. other than Bigfoot that could do something like that, dude. Yeah,
0: you know, uh, um, a boar bear will eat, will kill a cub. That's why the sows are so protective of the cubs. Yes. Well, a sow can get separated from the cubs, get separated. What happens if Bigfoot grabs it? Hmm. You're talking to an animal – Except eight nine hundred pounds, or more. Yeah, an animal eight, uh eight and a half to eleven foot tall, extremely muscular.
1: Can you imagine? It, I'm not sure if anyone has 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 a story of this, but seeing the fight between a grizzly and a bigfoot, my goodness, that wouldn't that be something to go down in the well, ages?
0: Yeah, well, the other thing we've I've noticed when I'm out, if if there's no bears, I generally that's where I start hearing the weird vocalizations and stuff. I really? think the bears get the hell out of there. Sure. You know, it's like they're finding out porpoises are killing great white sharks. If okay. They show up, the great white sharks leave. It's all documented. Yeah. Right. Now the great white shark's an apex predator. Hmm. If a bear's a a black bear is not as powerful as a grizzly. But if they wow. target a small bear, what chance do they have? What chance do we have? Absolutely. You know, you're on the food chain as far as I'm concerned.
1: I'm sure you've heard different recordings of, you know, Bigfoot vocalizations. And you've mentioned already that you've you've heard almost uh, mimicry of different animals have you heard anything that you know like uh a a howl or or anything where it's like okay that's not like a coyote sound that's something totally
0: different yeah yeah a whooping oh oh you have heard whoops out there okay really they're generally followed by a couple of tree knocks wow and you can distinguish a tree knocked from Bigfoot, from a tree, a wind blowing a tree. There's a distinct sound. Okay. I mean, it's real loud and clear. You hear it leave the area. Like I said, in the structures I've come across, there's some. You uh, see turn around and get the hell out of there. Don't do not go any further. They're a warning. Stay out of that area. It's a warning. Yeah. It's a warning. Uh,
1: I want to say it was my buddy Tate hieronymus that almost he labels it like a a power knock i've i've heard that thrown around but it's like it's so sharp it's so uh loud that you're just like it could be nothing else right
0: yeah i mean you hear it they could be two three miles away there's no mistaking when they do it Mm. we cannot create that lot of a tree knock ourselves ours are short and sharp but short there's you hear it. You hear it through thick woods, everything. You'll hear that knock. When they scream, sometimes it sounds like a woman.
1: Okay. Very interesting because, yeah. So you've heard that yourself where uh-huh. it's like a sc- it, like a woman's scream. Oh, It'll man. It'll make you stand up and look around. Oh, do you have any of that recorded?
0: Yes. You do. So that's oh, what I'll do. I'll get those recordings out. I okay. gotta go through all my flash drives and find them, and then I'll get them sent to you.
1: <laughs> no pressure, but I would love to hear it. That's <laughs> awesome. Have you ever played like a, a baby cry sound?
0: I'm trying that. That's one of the. Oh, you're gonna go try recharge. that this year? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whew. You gotta tell me how it goes. I will.
0: Because that usually TV. brings
1: out the crazy.
0: Yeah, I got a thing. I'll be back on here show eventually <laughs> i
1: i think we'll be we'll be checking in maybe in uh maybe at the end of the the season for you guys Uh right we'll see yeah. i'll keep i'll definitely keep in touch i'm in the montana group so we'll be keeping in touch yeah. you got some wild post, stuff in that group
0: yeah that's right and we're a private group for a reason right we me and the, my moderators we have one primary thing you will be respectful yes yeah. you troll somebody especially me Yep. You ain't got a chance. You're gone. You're history. I will not tolerate it. And we built a group of trust.
1: Yeah, that's important.
0: Talk about the experiences. Look at the guy that contracted border patrol. What he saw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot for these people to talk about these experiences. Don't try. Absolutely. Because trust me, I verify everything anybody's saying. And it's not that hard to do. It's just go to the area. You'll learn how to do research online for information. Like I posted that you notice, I don't post anything on there that I have not double-checked after more than one article. That's awesome. Because I'm online from 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm sitting here doing research.
1: I have two really left-field things I want to ask you about that if you've ever heard anything like about this kind of thing in, um, Montana, it's really left field. So, um, have you ever experienced any like orb stuff up there?
0: Uh, I have in Idaho. Oh, you have. Oh, that night you right. had that log thrown between us. Yeah. Just prior to that, we were standing I looked up just about five miles away. I'd say, Quite a ways up in the sky, a red orb was dancing all over the sky. It wasn't a helicopter, and it wasn't an airplane. Oh, it was like going it diagonals for and it stuff. It was doing this, really stuff. Would disappear. We watched <sighs> it for forty-five minutes. I tried to catch it on the camera, and that it was too far away. Oh wow! Now okay, I had oh, that's cool. Where I um, caught the wolves on trail cam, mm-hmm. I haven't figured how to piece the video together, but I have. It looks like an orb coming up this straw and it slowly floats across the trail cam wow and then it comes back and then comes back and then it's gone okay there's oh, seven, yeah, that's wild there's seven videos of it
1: man that's awesome
0: uh the night after we caught that juvenile i woke up something was chattering outside of the window of the home on my ceiling. I looked up and there was a white warp dancing on the ceiling and it just went out inside
1: the, the motorhome uh-huh. back and forth.
0: Yeah. I'm the so I uh, wife, said, look at that.
1: Oh no. And then, I don't know how I deal with that.
0: You lay there like, what the hell? And yeah, then you're was, like, got, I got <laughs> up. What? Yeah. I got up and Fully charged dual batteries in a mortar home had gone completely dead. They were completely dead twenty minutes, and they come back online, full charge.
1: No way. I'm serious. Oh, that's crazy, Ken. Wow. I don't know how you explain that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's, you know. So the way I, I think about it is, you know, I, there's no right or wrong answers yet for no. the creature, right? Because we don't have one captured or whatever. So I think it's like I, – I think it is like an animal, an ape, a creature. But it's like think <laughs> of the animals around the world and all the weird stuff they can do. Who's to say that like Bigfoot has like these crazy stuff that we have never even thought an animal can do? I mean yeah. like – all bets are off,
0: you know. Interdimensional travel, cloaking. You never know. Yeah. I've never experienced it, but I'm not gonna discount it and call somebody all that's bullshit. Like <laughs> right. a lot. Because I've never experienced <laughs> I only base everything I talk about, I base on my experience. Either sure. in the field or online researching. Yeah. And that, and people don't understand that. I have all the time in the world to do this.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, you <know>, I'm seventy. <laughs> I got all the time in the world. That's
1: right. All right. Number two. Left field. Um there's a creature in cryptozoology where it's like labeled as like a pale crawler humanoid weird. Thing. i don't know if if that doesn't ring any bells don't worry about it but just I've in the of off it. chance okay
0: i've never experienced it personally good. i'm not good. saying they're not out there yeah okay good example i'd like to meet the farmer in deer lodge he's got one of those on a trail camp
1: who Oh,
0: uh, there's a rancher out a deer lodge His cattle has come up missing, so he put out a bunch of trail cams. He has something like that on one of the trail cams.
1: A farmer, this is Deer Lodge, Montana? Uh Uh-huh. Can you get me in touch with him?
0: I'll try to, yeah.
1: Okay. I want to meet
0: him. I want to go where it was at.
1: You got to. Yeah. Dude, oh my goodness. So he's got some weird stuff on a trail cam.
0: Yeah. The thing about research, field research, you have more questions than answers. Absolutely. And the oh, more that's you to do it, the more questions you're going to have I know. than answers. But oh, there's wow. always that one moment when something may happen that you're not a believer, it can make you a believer. Whew. When I was that's young, wild. I was four, I'd never jump out of an airplane. Well, I finally did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, that when I was living in Hawaii, I spent time in Hawaii. I was there 14 years on the island of Kauai. You hear about okay. the Manahoonis. Yeah. Tell me what a small footprint in the Akai Swamp, which is one of the highest plateaued swamps in the world. It's actually at the base of the wettest place in the world at 485 inches of rain a year. Wow. What is that little footprint doing up there? Mm. The Manahoonis are the ones that built fish pond. They don't they call it the Manahoone Ditch when the Hawaiians got there. Kauai was the first island the Hawaiian Polynesians landed on. There was already a ditch built, and they don't know who built it. Wow. It's perfectly angled for water flow and everything. And it yeah. goes right through rocks and it all. It's got a tunnel and everything. Nobody knows who wow. built it. It's like our medicine wheel in Wyoming. Nobody knows who built it. It was there when the Native Americans came into that area. Who built
1: what's it? The, uh, what's the medicine wheel?
0: It's a big, uh, it looks like if you're in the air, like the NASTEC lines, you okay. can see it on the ground, but if you're in the uh, air, yeah. it's a great big wheel with spokes. Okay. The medicine wheel. It's a sacred place for the Native Americans. It yeah, was there wow. when they got there. That's wild, dude. You hear the people before, constant, the people before.
1: Are there, uh, are there uh, the mounds? uh Mounds in Montana?
0: Eastern Montana around the Madan villages. There's a few, but not yeah. like what's on the East Coast in, the, in Tennessee. Right, Kentucky, not like Ohio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. mounds there. Most of it here, I'm sure, is bur- burial. Okay. And that you don't – I respect the natives here. Sure. And I don't believe in disturbing them. Anything. Absolutely not. Um, if I can get one to talk to me, and once he really gets to they will open up. I'm hoping this year to sit down with the chief of the uh, Blackfoot up here out of our wow! and sit down with him and the medicine man and talk to him. They know who I am. Mm. But it's taken years to build if I'm that close.
1: That's the thing people don't understand, I think, is how long it takes to create relationships like that. It will literally take years and – Today's culture doesn't get that in a world no. where you can just click. I want to be your friend. It's not like that. You have to spend years, you know.
0: It's yeah, and then the other one, too, if you look at um, during the pandemic, the reservation, the big one, the Black the one east of the divide, it was shut down. It was closed. You couldn't go in there. Oh, wow. Up here, because you have to drive through to get to, uh, Flathead Lake, now Flathead Lake, Desmond reports of footprints, something stinky walking on the east side of Flathead Lake. Really? Yeah. So, you know, they're here. We don't hear a lot. There's more Bigfoot sightings in Montana than most people realize because we don't talk about it. That's our problem. We're not talking about it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Thank goodness for the Montana Bigfoot International Research Group. You guys are trying to get all the evidence together. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, and it takes time.
1: Yeah, yeah. i got to have
0: it before I die. Come on now. <laughs> that You'll get it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to try this year. I'm actually going to do gold prospecting <laughs> to see if that will oh, Bigfoot. Oh, you are? Yeah.
1: Huh? Oh, wait. So, Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna prospect for gold. Hopefully you'll get some Bigfoot uh-huh. evidence at yeah. the same time. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Be careful. You got those stories of up in Canada where, uh, have you, Yeah, you know, like you, the prospectors and the, you know, just have, have your eyes behind you, I guess. Don't let get anyone sneak up you. A good sense of hearing, and a
0: good sense of smell.
1: There you go. There you go. And that,
0: so, <laughs> yeah. but I really appreciate them uh, having to come on board. Like I said, this is my first time I've actually talked to somebody about experiences and what oh, we're awesome. doing yeah. and everything. So,
1: yeah, Ken, I appreciate you coming on and in, uh, in chatting tonight. This has been a really, really fun chat. There's more going on in Montana than I realized. Um, do you mind taking a few minutes? Uh, if you have any closing thoughts, definitely say those, but like uh, remind people how they can keep up to date with the uh montana bigfoot international research group and and how they can you know contact you and all that good stuff yeah
0: they can contact me through my email dogman129 at msn.com it's on the domain the www.montanabigfootresearchgroup.com. the com. Okay. um my facebook group is the montana international bigfoot research group bigfoot yeah international research but it's, it's on Facebook. You can find it on there. We are private. If somebody wants to join, please answer the questions. Yep. Because they automatically declined. And we got it set up that way. We're not a large group, but we're building. We're slowly building. And when we have people that have experiences, they're talking about it. We finally got them to talk about it. And we, even if you're in Montana and you're coming through and want to spend some time on a field research, get a hold of me. Awesome. we'd welcome we'll take you out there and mm. it'd be part of it you might be there when we finally find that one thing we're looking for to prove what we're looking for i think how neat that would be
1: that would be very cool ken yeah. it has been a a delight chatting with you and i'll definitely be uh uh probably uh touching base with you again in the future and uh Yeah, it'd be a good time. But thanks so much for coming on, Ken.
0: Well, thank you for having me. And if I come across something in May, exciting. I'll let you know immediately.
1: Fantastic.
0: You'll be on the group site.